Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, February 5th, 2023. Our bit today comes from John 15, verse 12, which says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Another Sunday is upon us, friends, which means a visit to the Lord's sanctuary for fellowship and worship, to renew our allegiance to him and to each other as partners in the great body called the Church of Jesus. And oh, what a wonderful partnership it can be if we just do as Jesus says. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. And that's clear, simple, and straightforward, my fellow believers. So why is it so difficult to do it? I know that we'll never be perfect, but I'm sure we can do much better than we are doing right now. For there is too much anger and strife, dissatisfaction, disunity, and petty jealousies in Christ's church. And until we remove as much of that negativity as possible, the church will never be as successful as it ought to be. The enemy will just continue dividing and conquering us because we are allowing the sinful lusts of our flesh to guide us rather than the Holy Spirit of Christ. If we are to make any headway against the enemy, especially in these last turbulent days, then church unity is of the utmost importance. And the best place to begin is right in the local church. We can't always agree, but at least let's disagree peacefully now. Let's allow our personal animosity to take second place to our love for Christ. We definitely need to take to heart and practice these words of Paul to the Ephesians, where he says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you, with all malice, and be ye kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. And that comes from Ephesians 4, 29-32. Now, that, my fellow believers, is the conduct that's needed more than ever, beginning in our local churches if we are to ever make a serious difference in this current evil and ungodly world. And it's something we must do if we are not to be judged as hypocrites while singing this wonderful song written and sung by Jen Jensen titled The Goodness of God. If we are enjoying the goodness of God, then plenty of that goodness ought to be also flowing out of us to others. So let's offer up 
our sacrifices of praise this morning to our good and faithful God in a mid-tempo, soulful, heartfelt, scintillating version of the song. Singing, I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. And all my days have been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head down, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And the chorus says, all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. The next verse says, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In my darkest night, you were close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. Oh, I have lived in the goodness of God. And we go through the chorus and come back to this verse. Yeah, it's so good. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything because your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Yes, your goodness is running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything because your goodness is running after me. And all my life, you have been faithful. And all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I'm going to sing. Oh, yes, I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. For all my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so good. Oh, you lead me in glory, ever faithful. You are my anchor in the wind and the waves. You are my provider, and you lead me in glory by your spirit. You are my joy, my joy every day. Oh, shepherd of my soul, what a joy to know you. Oh, the joy of knowing you, God. You are everything to me. So wonderful, so wonderful in all your ways. That's why I will always sing of your goodness, Lord. Always sing of your goodness, Lord. Oh, friends, that was wonderful. And it did sound authentic. But as one commentator asks and then answers, what is the spiritual meaning of goodness? And the answer is, goodness is action. It's not something we do only for the sake of being virtuous. When we strive to be good only for our own benefit, it is not truly goodness that we possess. In Greek, the word goodness means an uprightness of heart and life. And then there's this other quandary. How do we experience the goodness of God? It's through the promises of God's word that we partake of his nature, a nature that is peace, abundance, healing, victory, guidance, and protection. His promises are a pipeline that connects us with his nature. 
and his promises are exceedingly great and precious. And they quote 2 Peter as a reference here, 2 Peter 1, 3 to 4. And obviously, all God's promises are exceedingly great and precious. As Peter explains, God, according to his divine power, had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, although that's totally true, it is a bit wordy. Meanwhile, James says it more simply. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, that's variation, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And that comes from James 1, 17 to 18. And Jesus said it thus, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? And you can find that in Matthew 7, 11. And then Brother David put the icing on the cake when in Psalm 27 he joyfully declared, Sure, man. Would you believe I spelled declared wrong there? Ah, oh, Lord. Yeah, bro, David joyfully declared, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And that comes from Psalm 27, 13. No, that's almost all, friends, but not quite. There's this last question. How do Christians show goodness? By choosing kindness. And that means to show kindness and goodness to everyone you meet. It means Jesus recognized what we needed before we did. It also means that he wants us to be compassionate and understanding, to care for others with a pure spirit, and to realize that true life only comes through Christ. And that's the gospel truth. For only through the Spirit of Christ can we do what he desires us to do. So please, my fellow saints, let's get out there and do it now. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Do unto others as you want them to do, do to you. It's the only way to go. That's why it's called the golden rule. Yes, friends. It just makes so much sense to do unto other people what you would want them to do to you. But no, we are so greedy and foolish in this evil world that we want to do what we want to other people, but we can't stand the same thing done to us. So please, let's wake up and stop being foolish, stop being selfish and greedy, and treat others the way we would like them to treat us. And we pray that 
In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love. Oh, 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 oh,